This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, welcome, folks, to the second hour of power of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are on two stations, 1250 a.m. and 105.7 FM. So tell your friends, tell them, wake them up early, call them up, say, hey, get up, turn on the radio. Hey, speaking of. Yeah, oh, and 799 1250 is the phone number. You want to make a comment or question? 799 1250. Okay. I got to say hello to my buddy Bob Hayes in Madison because yeah. uh, he might be listening today. He sent me uh, a, a voicemail. I haven't heard from him in months, but he sent me a voicemail Sunday. He actually listened to our show for the first time. Yeah. Now, he didn't wake up and listen to it. But he did a podcast. He did the podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Said he liked the show a lot. Okay. Only part he got a little bored was when we were talking with Al about the wetland thing. He said that went a little he said that went a little long. Yeah. That lost him a little bit. Yeah, a lot but of But he said he, he liked he he otherwise he liked it. So yeah. Hey Bob. Yeah, hey Bob. <laughs> what about Bob? <laughs> what about Bob? No, we got That's we a got good people. Jaskowski name. Yeah, we got people calling Bob in with comments Jaskowski. or questions. Well the phone was yeah. ringing during break. Yeah. If you ever call the, the station and it's not answering, it's because we're... Somebody, know, Jazz is busy doing something. I'm getting coffee, you're having a smoke, and Jazz is doing the update. Yeah. Right? Right. Exactly. There's only three of us. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's only three you of us. We, we're not like those high shows. We don't have enough shows. monkeys in here to handle all yeah. the bananas. Yeah. Right? They, don't, they don't give, a, like on the big we're show or the morning show. show. They got they got people filled up in those back rooms, you know, answering phones, doing this, well, doing they that. The, they let the line ring for forty minutes, and it's like, uh, you know, I if I, they want to talk to us bad enough, they'll just stay on hold forever. I got a little upset. I I called the uh, the Chuck and uh, Winkler show. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. Yesterday okay. or the day before, I called them. What were you calling? Well. About? I'm not going to get too specific, but they they were confused on something, and all I wanted to do is just set them straight. Just tell them what it was, all right? They just and and I didn't want to go on the air. But people I, don't want to be set straight. Right. No, no, no. I was just because they weren't sure, and I was just going to give them the the, the okay. correct answer. All right. Well, anyway, so I called up and I said to the producer, whoever was answering that day, uh, or the intern or whoever, and I said, "Hey, I said I don't want to go on the air. I just want to tell the guys." Uh, I want to give you some information to tell the guys. 
And the guy said, and the producer says, I'm sorry, I've got other people on the line who want to get on the air, and he hung up on me. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I took my time to call to help them, and this producer didn't even, you know, wouldn't give me the time of day. So, okay, screw you, you guys. Tell I, who I, you, I, did I you tell him again. I'm Tom Neubauer? I ain't calling Nobody again. hangs up on Tom no, Neubauer. by the way, by the way, folks, when you hear the ad for uh, River's Edge Bait and Supply in Big Bend, owned by Nikki and Armando, yep, uh, it's on the corner of Edgewood and 164. Not Edgerton. Not Edgerton. Okay, it's right. on the there corner of there. Edgewood and 164 in Big Bend. Just look for the mobile station. They're right, they're right by there. So, anyway, I have to make that clarification because Jazz and I are going to cut a new ad today. Tom, why did I tell you about not sharing what we do off why? the air? Why not? Who cares? Uh, Who cares? Never, never See, reveal. We're, all, we're always working here. During the show, after the show, they before the know. show. Do you, do you remember so what? Who cares? You remember John, that? Years ago, John. somehow. Oh, God. We, and, we, and we went for like a whole couple shows where all we'd ever say is, so what? Who cares? So, so what? when Who someone cares? would call in and they'd say their name, we'd go, so what? Who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reminds me of being at a high school yeah. basketball game. That and I love to give the starting lineups and then someone comes out, who cares? Yeah. I love that one, though. Yeah. So, so what? Who, Who cares? cares? That could be your motto. Yeah. You could put make a T-shirt that yeah. says, so, so what? Who, Who cares? cares? Yeah, we you should. Uh, we should do that. Well, That'd be a great T-shirt. Jazz. I can go by uh, people protesting yes, all over yeah, the U.S. Yeah. Over whatever issue there is, and I'll walk by with my T-shirt. So yeah, what? Who cares? That's right. <laughs> we, I that. should get a T-shirt like that. We should. Yeah. So what? Who cares? Um, with a picture of a monkey on it. When we were first doing the show, what kind of monkey do we want? I, I think was. About this I would answer the phones. Reese's. Okay. The phone was like right in Chimp. front of me, and I'd answer the phone, and. There were a couple times guys would complain about what we were talking about or whatever, or what we didn't talk about or remember. And then I would tell the guy, well, if you don't like it, don't listen. There's other stations out there. And I'd hang up. <laughs> and John would get mad if I'd so, hang so up on passive, people. That's not passive. No, that's, 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 just, that's, just, that's aggressive. straight aggressive. That's yeah. just aggressive. Yeah. It's like, well, if you don't like it, don't listen. That's as true. simple as sure, that. Sure, on a Saturday morning, you can find a nice decorating show that'll tell you what kind of drapes to buy. <laughs> you don't want to listen to us. <laughs> or a financial uh, show yeah, a financial that's going to talk show. about your 401k yeah. and fine investments. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway. But, yeah, if so, so I'm just letting you folks know out there, if you don't like what you're listening to, hey, Oh, come on, Tom. Don't be that else. way. You Go know, now else. you're showing the grumpy old man in you. No, I'm just, yes, you are. I'm just being honest. Oh, yeah. See, being uh, honest isn't always the best policy. Yeah, honesty dude. is definitely not honesty. the best policy. Well, lies. Lies except, are what keep relationships together. No, Actually, you know, no, no, no. Somebody who no, says they see. never lie never had kids. Because when your kids are little, little five-year-old Susie, she's singing at the school thing and she's really terrible. And of course, when she comes I back, she say, was pretty good. You were wonderful, Susie. You were wonderful. You know, of course, it's got a little white weird. lies. You know, little white lies. That's fine. You know, with little kids, yeah, yeah. that's fine. No yeah. big deal. Well, you tell them, a, but what? How about overt, blatant lies? Santa Claus. Yeah, that's true. We lie to him about Santa Claus, the, the Easter, Easter Bunny. bunny. Uh, what's another one? Mm, I don't know. The Saint talking Patrick. turkeys. Talking turkeys. No. Bugs Bunny. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is the other one? There's another one. There's bug. There's no Easter there's the, Bunny, there's Santa the rabbit, Claus. There's the fat guy in the red suit, and there's I, the Tooth Fairy. Oh yeah, the Tooth Fairy. There's that's <laughs> speaking one. of the Tooth Fairy. Here's Mike McGivern. <laughs> And there it goes, Mike McGivern. He's going to come flip me off again. I know it. He's just telling us we're number one. Yeah. Yep. Faith Zone. Yeah. He's, he's a good matter Christian fact, man. Uh, Mike's you know, gonna, I, he's got a great he, show Sunday. We are in the Faith presence in of own Sunday. Yeah. Is he's a great show. Mike is going to be over That's at uh, the Nary Home Improvement Show over at State Fair Park today. That's where he's back, doing his show from. Take it back. I didn't flip you off. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Mike. I never did. Thank Take you, that Mike. back. He's never. Okay, who do you got? He was Jazz? just showing us we were number one. First of all, we were just in the presence of greatness. Yeah, Mike McGivern. Yeah, Mike. Yes. Big time McGivern. Mike he keeps this place time. together. He's yeah, he hard does. work. He's here all the time, man. Yeah, he does. All right. But he's a got? great basketball coach, too. <laughs> yes. Who do you got? We got Mike over in West Bend. Mike, what's hey. going on, man? You're on the show. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. What's hey. up? What's up? Hey, well, uh, I'm going to go ice fishing the first time for the season. Mm hmm. Because I had heart surgery last October and beat it. Whoa! Good congratulations! For you. Good for you. Wow! Congratulations! Yeah, shout out to freighter doctors. You ever in trouble? Go there. I yes. wasn't in trouble. Just went in and had a sharp doctor, and he says, "Hey, the pain on your right shoulder." I says, "Yeah, you think that's from shooting my ball?" He says, "No, let's go fix this." So they did. Wow! Anyways, yeah, freighter doctors are the best. I can, All right. I can speak God, for that. Anyways. A lot of guys are going to go to this Wisconsin conservation meetings this year due to that crossbow question. Yeah. What I learned the other night, because I was got calls from up north, it, and then I went online and checked, is that the locations of the meetings have changed in several counties. Okay. And the word hasn't been out. Up north, the delegates were getting on the air and putting the spots on. But around here, a lot of guys like they think they're going to go to the fairgrounds in Washington County, and it's going to be at the Arboretum Room at who knows where at the University of Wisconsin in Washington Extension. Really? Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, I went online. I says, by God, they're right. They changed these locations. Now the one no. I thought I'd give a shout out. Okay. Maybe you can get a WCC guy to actually, you know, get on the air and let guys know. It's not a bad idea. Well, we have our friend Al Shook, who is a, a delegate for them yeah, in right. Waukesha County. He, he, I'm so. sure he can give us the rundown yeah. and uh, give us. But that's a good. But, what date are the hearings? I believe, and you, you don't quote me on this. I think it's April 9th. So we got time to get the word yeah. out. Oh yeah. Well, Mike, oh, yeah. Well, don't you go to those meetings? Mike, I got a question for you. I got a question. Yeah. Uh, the question on crossbows. Now, tell us what it is right now. Okay, now, I'm not going to give you an opinion one way or the other. Right. Okay, that's, that's all right. okay. You can. I, I think there's room for everybody. I'm, I'm with I'm you. A tra- you know, I, sh- I shoot a traditional bow. I don't care what guys shoot. I've got but, both. But what's the question? They want to have a separate season for crossbows? Here's the question, and it was done by Kaz from Buck Rub Archery. Okay. Who I give a lot of credit to since he could make money on crossbows, but he laid it out there as an NRB member. And basically it comes down to this. Do you want to, you know, because of the recent uptick in the amount of deer being killed, uh, compound versus vertical bull, do you want the crossbow to have their own season? In other words, they'd shorten up the season within the archery season. Pretty simple question. Mm -hmm. 
what's happened through the years, and no disrespect, I know Al's a great guy, but you get a lot of these WCC guys, I'm 68, but they're old men with old ideas. I mean, they the guys vote for something, and they still don't push it through. So I guess the point was that they just uh, the NRB says, I'm going to put a question out there, and it's going to be a simple question. It's not going to be a two-part question. Last year they had a two-part question uh, the WCC put out, and it was one one canceled out the other. In other words, it was a that. little it was a little confusing, huh? It was dumb. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's this one dumb, is straightforward. Like so if you do not want the crossbow season shortened, I think basically what it is is they you know get them out of their rut. That's basically what they're coming down to. So All right. if so you, you don't want it. So vote. you, if you want it, vote. Are you saying they're pretty much trying to eliminate guys using the crossbow during the rut time? Is that? Well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. People are buying a crossbow for one reason: they want to hunt the rut. Right. I don't blame a rifle hunter for wanting to do that. No, I don't that's either. Good, you mean that's just common sense? The DNR put a three-year study in this. Uh, it did not increase hunter participation. It did allow a lot of people to get into the sport that couldn't pull a bow back or don't have the time, stuff like that. Yep. So, you know, it's it's a personal decision, and I don't think anybody's right or anybody's wrong. It's public woods. It's basically, in my opinion, should come down to what's good for the herd, deer management, right. not what's good for Mike or Tom or anybody else. What's good for the well, herd? Well, right after this break... Uh, Mike, we got to go to a break, and uh, Danny and I are going to give our opinion on yeah, it. Yeah, hang okay? on. We'll talk more. It's a good subject. All right. okay. Thanks for calling, Mike. Appreciate it. Okay. Mike's gone. Well, that's let's, good. Oh, well, we're going to go to a break right now, and good me topic. and Danny will give our opinion on that. Yeah. When we come back here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. <laughs> It is now time to to recap uh, to crown the winner of this year's NFL fo- football picking contest. Brought to you by Curly Bush. Will be his lovely wife. Brought Josie. to you. Brought to you by Curly's Waterfront Pub on Pewaukee Lake. Uh, all right. So go ahead. Tell us who won. What happened? All right. So what an exciting. I wish I was here last week to announce this, but what an exciting Super Bowl game that was, regardless of the picks. So who won? Anyways. So what? Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it was between the caller and the producers, Mm -hmm. and it was a a game. It was decided by one game. The caller was ahead 41, or excuse me, 42 and 34. Or excuse me, the producers were ahead 42 and 34. The callers were 41 and 35. Why are we even doing this right well, now? Well, we want to find we, we want to find get out the, who the winner. Won. Nobody cares. Yeah. Just tell us, Jazz. Our what? winner was the producers. All right. At 42 or excuse me, at 44. Wait a second. And 35. Jazz yep. is on, only was here for a couple Well, picks. that's why he the said producers. producers with an S. Well, they're gone. Yes. They don't care. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, so I'm gonna, what? I'm, Who cares? Do you think they're, that's I'm what gonna, I'm trying to say. I'm going to email Greg and let him know. Well, oh boy. guess what, know. fellas? Send him a chocolate rabbit. Yeah. Well, because well. the champ is here! <laughs> 
Congratulations to the producers for winning the Curly's Waterfront Easter Pub Bunny Rabbit football picking contest. <laughs> All right, and who do you have on the line? Who do you have on the line right now? All right, after that nonsense. After that nonsense, I got Lynn. She's calling over from Waukesha. She is a hunting or excuse okay. me, a safety hunter, hunting safety instructor. Hey, good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Hey. So, what's your thoughts on this? I I don't feel it. It would be fair to the crossbow hunters to shorten their season. I mean, we have little enough time as it is to go out and hunt. And I I purchased a crossbow because I weigh a hundred pounds, and there is no way I can draw back a bow with enough pound pressure to actually kill a deer. Okay. Okay. And I I I feel that why should I be penalized a season mm-hmm. because I'm I'm unable to shoot a regular bow. Well, Lynn, tell me if you agree or disagree. I agree with, with me. Lynn. Yeah, I, but tell and me if I you disagree ag- with Tom. Tell me if you disagree or agree with me on this point of view. I feel like the reason we have a deer hunting season is to kill a deer. We get, uh, we can kill one buck and maybe a doe or two or whatever it is. But our that's that's our reason is to harvest deer. So does it really matter what we harvest a deer with, whether it be a crossbow, a longbow, a, a shotgun, a rifle, a handgun? Does it really matter? You get a license yep. to shoot a deer. So who cares what you shoot it with? I you agree see, with you. Do you see what I'm saying? I agree with I think you, you two and, guys and it's agree. all part of the yeah. conservation. We're controlling exactly. the, the numbers. Exactly. And let's face it, not everybody's going to get a deer, whether it be a crossbow or, or compound bow or a shotgun or a rifle. Not everybody's going to get one, you know. So, But, you know, give people a chance to use what they're comfortable in using. And let's face it, cross, crossbows are awesome. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> they're very accurate. I have both now. And this year I hunted with both, and I didn't shoot anything with either one. But it was nice having both, and Lynn's right. You only you think you got three months to hunt, and you, it boils down to a couple of weekends. And then if you get your truck worked on one weekend or weather's bad the other, all of a sudden time can run short. And uh, I think having uh, I, I you know I think having the option of using either in a perfect world, I wanted to shoot one early, you know, shoot a doe with my bow and try and get a big buck with the crossbow. I didn't do either. I didn't even get a buck with the rifle this year. But I think having the option to do both is fine. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think bow hunters over the years, initially, have always been a little bit on the selfish side where they don't want anything infringing on their rut time. In other words, they certainly don't want the gun season to open early, any earlier than it does because they want that rut time to mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. And they don't want crossbow hunters to have that that rut time as well. I think it seems a little bit snobbish. Yeah, I do too. It's a little snobbish, and I think that if we were limited to one buck, you know, mm-hmm. you get a buck, you get a buck. This year, I got nothing. A year ago, I did get, I got a buck, and I did get it with my crossbow, but I didn't get anything in gun season. Right. Well, I, I, I don't... I, you know what? I almost I wouldn't be adverse to that. But nowadays, people aren't happy if they don't get a buck with their rifle, they don't get a buck with their bow, they don't get a buck with the muzzle loader. If they didn't, it was a bad season. Right. Yeah, I we're a little spoiled in this state. Yeah. Well, Lynn, <laughs> thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for your comments. Well, thank you we very much. Appreciate it. All right. Bye now. And uh, our caller, uh, Mike, mentioned Kaz. You know, 
Kaz has a great shop, Buck Rub, and they do have crossbows mm-hmm. out there. In fact, sure. they helped me set up my crossbow, and mm-hmm. I shot it at the range, at the range time. Fantastic place, and, and I'm sure he does make money on, in fact, they will match any price on any crossbow or bow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, so, but I, I think he's pretty much a purist bow hunter. Mm-hmm. I think him and a lot of the guys initially there. But I think if people roll with the times, I think the crossbow will become more and more accepted. Sure. And as my, oh, and by the way, my son Nick said that was good information to that you gave that one week because he he's getting a crossbow this summer. It's already purchased for him, but he doesn't need it in Arizona right now. He'll get it when he comes moves back here. But anyway, and he said that how you said that there'll be uh, uh, on the package it'll on the say package for the broadheads for crossbows. It'll say for, for yeah, yeah, it'll say that, and he says, "Oh, that's good info because now he knows what to look for." What to yeah. look for? Is he going to buy it when he gets here? Then he's, he's that... already he already paid his brother in law for it. He took care of that business, you know. But he said, "Don't send it down to me." He says, "I can't use it down here right now." So when he moves back up here this summer, he'll you now know, you know now is probably a good it. time to get a good deal on a crossbow or bow up at. Midwestern Shooter Supply. They normally oh, have sure. a big rack out there with mm-hmm. some really nice high-end bows and crossbows, mm-hmm. and they normally haven't been there in a while, but they normally have some pretty good deals. Yeah, definitely. Probably, now's the time probably to get one and get, mm-hmm. re- get it ready rather than waiting till fall. Yeah. Probably get oh. a better price now. Well, so many people wait till that last week before opening of bow season, you know, and it's like, no, they better start in July or something. You know, get really get ready with the practicing and all that stuff, you know, right. getting all the equipment ready. Yeah, you got to, you know, start early, you know, so you're not scrambling at the end. Same thing with fishing, too. Start early to get all your stuff ready. Don't wait until the last minute, you know. Right. Like, if you need new line, go get it now. Put it on. Get it ready. You know, do it in March if or whenever, you know, but just do it ahead of time. Not that you're scrambling, you know. Yeah. Don't want to scramble. Mm-mm. Now's a good time. Also, check your rods with a Q-tip, you know, the rod guides. Take a Q-tip and run it around all the inside of the guides, because if you got any little nick on there, that's gonna just chew up your line terribly, you know. So you know what I hate? What do you hate, Danny? I, I what do, do you it, hate? I hate it, especially now that rods are eight feet long. Why do I always do this? I always hit the ceiling with my rod tips. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that pisses me off. Well, I tell myself, rods. okay, I got this nice $300 rod. I'll be real careful here. And next thing you know, I'm walking from one room to the other. Boink, I bang it into the wall. Did you but bust t- off a tip? <laughs> the only time I busted a tip off was I had this brand new rod and reel, and I was following my dad going up north to, uh, I guess we were going to musky hunt. But it was a spinning rod and reel anyway. I didn't know what I was doing musky fishing. But a bear ran across the road. I was driving my 76 Trans Am, mm-hmm. greatest car in the world, and it was going about 70 miles an hour down the road, speeding. And a bear ran across the road. I hit the brakes hard. And unbeknownst to me, this long rod that I had laying across the back of my car, the tip slid outside my window because I had the driver's side yeah. window down. Yeah. So when I went to wind the window back up with the power window, I heard a snap <laughs> and I snapped the tip off on my brand new rod. Mm. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, just another one of those hazards of... Yeah, my snap- dad laughed. He thought yeah, it was funny yeah. when I got to where I was at and I snapped what a few happened tips to your rod. My brother laughed at me yeah. too. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like a friend laughing in, uh, in at your other buddy's misery. Well, the funniest story, talk about misery, Mark Horton, he might be listening, and Ron Johnson. Uh, bait mate fish attractor yeah. Ron Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, who's going to be coming up 
visiting again soon right. in a couple months. I was just talking to him last week. In fact, he's probably going to be <laughs> – actually, he's fishing with Mark Horton today. They're going for big bass is down right? there on Havasu. Yeah. Havasu, I guess. And, and the big bluegills haven't started yet, so Gillespie's no. not going to be coming down no. yet. But you watch TV on Gillespie's show, you'll see Ron yeah. and those but the, bluegills the again. the bass down south, they're starting to come on beds. They're they starting are. to get ready for spawn, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so. it was 1990, no, maybe 2000. And I and my dad and Ron Johnson and Mark Horton went up to Nungesser Lake, and they were jigging walleyes mm-hmm. around one side of the island. We were jigging walleyes on the other. And all of a sudden, it was a real quiet day, and you know how sound carries over water. All of a sudden, I heard a bloop, and then I heard a GD swearing going on. And what happened was Horton had this brand-new St. Croix mu- walleye rod, the very one he was bragging mm-hmm. about, you know, hey, this is my special deluxe walleye mm-hmm. rod, graphite, this and that. And he put it in one of those, you know those crappy rod holders, those little metal rod the, holders? The little, with the little that screw crank on? on. Yeah, screw and they don't on, screw yeah. tight, and they all kind of, all of yeah. a sudden they go boom and limp yeah. down. Yeah. Well, he had one, one, he lost the whole rod holder in the St. Croix rod <laughs> oh, and reel no. in 30 feet of water. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, you know, I, I lost. I couldn't help but I lost the rod. Beating. Not exactly like that, but I was fishing a bass tournament. It was on the Wolf River. Yeah. And I missed a really nice fish, boat side. Mm-hmm. And like an idiot, sometimes you do things that you don't mean to do, but it just happens. I took that rod and reel, and I flung it as far as I could into the river. And after I did it, I went, why did I do that? <laughs> I was so upset. I That's just, the dumbest you know, thing I ever I heard, know, Tom. I was dumb. I even called myself dumb. I said, that is so it was just dumb. I know. I just was so upset on losing that nice fish. It's both not sides. a golf club. I, I know, and I just threw it out in the river, and it's like, oh, God. Why what did a, I, at what least a it, stupid hey, head you at were. At least it wasn't one of those real expensive rod and reels like they have nowadays. You know, I mean, it was a decent rod and yeah, reel. Yeah, you but can always still. buy another Zebco 33. That's right. I can always get another Zebco. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Give us a buzz if you'd like, 799-1250. We'll be right back with more. It is now time <laughs> to continue listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh, you know, sometimes jazz, and where, where'd Danny go? Oh, uh, he probably he's, ventured off on. Yeah, he's out well, walking around the studio. He's outside the window right over there. No, he's not. No, I, don't. <laughs> I don't know where that is. Hey, but, you know, hey so, so what? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, so what? Who cares? <laughs> But you know, sometimes people, you know, they 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 don't, they don't like my comments. You know, like I've said before, but at least they know where I'm coming from. Like I said before, with the deer hunting, it, it, it's it's kind of like with like rabbit hunting. Does it really matter if you shoot the rabbit with a 22, a shotgun, a bow and arrow? I mean, it doesn't really matter. You get so many a day if you want, if you're lucky enough. Well, if you're looking to get so, a good meat out of it, probably you know, shotgun's not going to be your best bet. No, unless you try to get a headshot. But right. well, you can always pick the pellets out. Yeah, I've always, Have you ever bitten into a lead pellet if you're eating like a pheasant or a rabbit? or? A Thank squirrel? God I so, haven't. I, I've been into a few over the years. Generally, you look for them, you can find them and get them out of there. But anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, when we had that warm up there, 
a lot of that snow melted and made those ice that made the lakes pretty slippery, you know, wet right. because there was so much water on yep. them, you know. And boy, I'll tell you, I don't know. We we only got you know when it comes to ice fishing, what do we got? This is middle of February. I would say probably about three till, weeks. I would say yeah, about three weeks. Yeah, maybe about, well, maybe they, maybe four. Well, they close off uh, the game fish season early. You know, it's usually around March fifth, okay. roughly. Um, is but, that is that like after like the first week? Yeah, yeah. Well, they they close it early where like like the shanty's got to be off the lake. Okay. And then uh, and then they close certain game fish. They're gotcha. they're closed, but you can still pan fish. But you know that late ice, you want to be careful. You know, you get oh man, you can. I get think you some... just want to be careful whenever you're on ice oh, because yeah. well, I slipped and fell. And busted my knee on ice. I oh, really? If, I don't know if you saw me gimping. I yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, when you were there. Yeah, I tore my meniscus. Oh, you did? When? Yeah. How many? How long ago was that? Oh, uh, this was Friday when I was in Nashville. You tore your meniscus and you're walking around. Yep. Like no, no problem. No, that's how I. Well, I mean, I tore, you're walking well, around now. Yeah, I've got it braced up, but I'm fine. It's, I mean, there's I, nothing you can do with a it. A few years well, ago, I tore mine, and uh, that first couple days, I couldn't walk. As a matter of fact, it took yeah. me about a week before I could. As a matter of fact, that was one of the two days that I missed the show here. Oh, geez. In in almost ten years, I've only missed two Saturdays. Yeah, it was it was and, day day three was the was the worst. I was yeah. dancing yeah. my my ways through Nashville, <laughs> and I kind of busted too much of a move and yeah. slipped and oh. yeah, busted my and then busted the knee, and then I came back from home. And got out of the airport, and as I'm walking to my roommate's car, mm-hmm. I slipped and fell. Oh, and that's what did it. Then. And that's what got yeah. made it. That's what made it even worse. Well, you know, when I tore my meniscus, I wasn't. I wasn't even doing anything extraneous. I was just walking, and all of a sudden, she just ripped. Yeah, but I had been feeling pain. It had been getting worse and worse. You know. Yep. And then it ripped. But I'll tell you what, the doctor I went to, he was so cool. Uh, doc. Uh, uh, Dr. Bong, his name was Dr. Bong. Bong, sounds he, like he, sounds like he does. I'm not, I'm gonna keep my mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, actually, he's a relative. <laughs> he's a relative of General Bong that they named <laughs> that they named the Bong Recreation Center after. What a great time for Bush to yeah. walk in. We're talking about yeah. Bong. most famous Bong of all, Kong Bong. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what happened was when I went to see him, and he, you know, he's feeling around, and then he took some X-rays and all that, and, and I said, "Well, do you got to operate, Doc?" And he said, no, he says, you tore your meniscus. And I said, so what's got to be done? And he says, eh, your age, it'll heal itself. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what he's and, saying is it's tool. Why yeah, bother operating exactly. on an old, yeah, yeah. it's like an old car, yeah. right? Why, Why bother? <laughs> He he said, "Well, if you were he young, just said, like, you should have looked at him and said, old car. Yeah, he should have looked at him and said, be crap in a year anyway in a junkyard. Yeah, you know what I'm the, gonna be dead, Tom. You know what the doctor should have said? What? Looked at him and said, so what? Who, Who cares? cares? <laughs> no, he uh, he said, yeah, if you were a teenager, we'd go in there sew it up, or if you were a young athlete, you know, we'd sew it up. <laughs> but he says, at your age, it'll heal itself, and you know what? It did." <laughs> It did. It healed Tom, itself. Tom, I, I would be thinking, I think I've just been insulted. <laughs> no, not really. If you were a no, young athlete. Not, not really. Well, I'm not young and I'm not an athlete. So anyway, All fishing, all hunting, we, yeah, all the time. We have an email here, Danny. This is from Tony the Bottom Feeder. And Tony says, this is about your Jiffy Isa, your auger. Yeah. Jiffy auger. He said, just make sure you use good gas, LOL. 
Mm-hmm. That was, that was well, it. Just make sure you the, use They good. do recommend, Jiffy does recommend as little ethanol as possible. Yes. As so little as I, possible. But I did not bother getting. You didn't take a ride out there to. Where do you got to go again for that? You go out 16 to, uh, uh, what, what is it? Brown Street. What is that? O? No. P. Is it P. I thank you. That's, that's near P Dan North. Johnson's. P, so. P North. Yeah. You go right by Dan's place. Yeah. You go right by his Dan Johnson's taxidermy studio. You go north, and you get in the town of, is it Ashapin, I think? And you'll see a gas station on the west side of the road, and it says, good old gas. Or okay. G-O-L apostrophe. Well, here's, good old gas. Here's the thing. I have been using just regular gas that I buy in that auger all these years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it has the ethanol. Mm-hmm. haven't really had any problems I, you know so yeah. i i did just stop at the gas station and i took that jiffy synthetic yeah. with the fuel stabilizer it mixes with one gallon and i got a gallon and i put yeah. it in the auger i guess in the future going forward yeah if i if i can get that gas yeah. but at the moment you know and you don't even want to buy the gas and keep it for a year because gas right you're not supposed to have old gas sitting in a even a gas can well, over no, a period it, of time. No, can... if it sits too long, it'll separate on you, and uh, you don't want it separating. Can't you mix it up? Yeah. Then can you, you have to. Yeah, you got to shake it, mix it up. Yeah, yeah, really? definitely. So yeah, take the old yeah. gas and you better shake, shake it, and mix it up. It, otherwise, it does separate. Yeah. See, in cars, but if you, you shake don't have it up, to. It'd be okay. Yeah. See, in cars, you don't have to worry about it because the car is always moving. It's always mixing. You know. So unless it was sitting a long time, so you know, don't worry about that. Uh, yeah, we were talking a little bit about. You know, uh, I said to Jazz while you were out, I said, you know, like when I said before about my comment about deer, who cares what you shoot it with? You get a license to go kill an animal, who cares what you kill it with? It's just like when you're rabbit hunting. Who cares if you shoot him with a twenty two, a shotgun, or a bow and arrow? Who cares? You use whatever you want to shoot him, you know? Truth be told, if we're going to get fussy, well, then let's just go back to recurves with no sights and let's you do oh. instinctive shooting and let's really make yeah. it a challenge. That's what I started and with. And let's I, make it. And that is a challenge. And, and no elevated tree stands. Yeah. Well, like I said, when I first started uh, deer hunting with bows, that's the way it was. It was recurves and it was, you couldn't go up in a tree. Well, you could go up and you could sit on a limb, but you couldn't have any kind of uh, a, a fixed mount like we have nowadays. You know, you just, I mean, so most of it was just, uh, you know, ground blinds or standing behind and, a tree. You, you know? know, the one deer hunter, that, uh, deer, all, all around hunter that I respect the most was Fred Bear. Yeah. I mean, that guy was incredible. Mm-hmm. And nowadays you got these archery experts, deer experts that you see going, speaking at all the whitetail shows. You got the husband and wife teams, all these experts. And, you know, I think you're as good a whitetail hunter as the private land that you own mm-hmm. to be able to shoot those giant whitetails. You want to impress me, get a bunch of hunters together, do it like a muskie tournament where they let them loose on the lake and say, okay, you guys are the hot shots, let's go. Why do you think a lot of the muskie pros don't do tournaments? Because they're expected to be, you know... Oh, they're ex- e- right. expected to do well. You take, Let's take a 20 square mile of the Shquamigan Forest, give them all recurves, tell them to hunt on the ground, and then we'll find out how great a deer yeah. hunters they really are. Yeah, they'll all go after that one deer that's left up there, right? <laughs> that one like deer I said. that's up there. <laughs> you know, there's only one there. <laughs> Squamagon. Yeah, they don't have. There ain't a lot of deer up there. As a matter of fact, the well, last they're coming number back, of years. Though, Tom. Yeah, they are. Coming but back. 
like on my wealthy estate on Douglas County, yeah. the deer are coming back, buddy. They are? Well, yeah, there's deer oh, coming back. Well, that's, yeah, well you know why? That's because the DNR are feeding the wolves with all those elk that they're putting up there. There's a cougar, too. <laughs> you know, that cougar that was on camera up there is about five miles from my uh, from my land in is Douglas right? County. Yeah. I'm sure that cougar could be coming through. Yeah, yeah. Shoot that one, too, when you see it. Maybe I'll... <laughs> Maybe I'll shoot that one. You know, you know how I could do. I could, I could get the biggest female house cat I can find in heat, stake her to a tree. Because <laughs> let me tell you, those cougars. Oh yeah, well that's a big cat. They, they right? say they're yeah. male cougars, right? The one right. up in Washington County now. Yeah, it's a male cougar looking for go. a female, looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about I it having kinda, a collar I on it. I can kind of relate to those male cougars, Tom. <laughs> Can kind of relate. Yeah, you and them female cougars. I've been looking in the wrong no, places no, myself. Because there situa- are no females. No, what do they call the? What do they call the? When you're your age, and then they're, the late women are even older. Saber tooth. Saber tooths. Yes. I get some. I had a saber tooth hitting on me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I sat down, uh, and and the the clear view of the game was like on the bar stool right next to her. Mm-hmm. So, she invited me over. And I thought it was just so I'd have the clear view to the game. But then the conversation began, Tom. (laughs) I don't even want to hear about it. I didn't finish the game watching. I I left. I got out of there. I don't even want to hear about it. Oh, good. Jazz is back. Jazz? Why is he limping? Because he tore his meniscus. Is that what you guys were talking about? Yeah, Yeah, I tore tore. my meniscus. How'd you do that? You don't even play football anymore. He was dancing. You slipping on the night away in Nashville and... You were dancing well, and you yeah, hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's busted. pathetic, man. Well, we're so. going. Well, we're take, coaches. I did a lot of dancing back yeah. in the days. We'll take, talk about it off the yeah. break. I wait till the slow dance and break. you lean on the girl and you just <laughs> yeah. shuffle in a circle. Take us to a the break. The end of the night. I'll tell you about how Let's I met my, how I met my soon-to-be wife in Nashville. All right. Take us to a break. Take us to a break, Jazz. You've been we're, listening to yeah, the Midwestern Shooter you. Supply. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush along with Tom Newbauer, Jazz Kulski on the board. And uh, Jazz, we got a fishing report from my buddy Dale. Can you uh, put him on there? I, I mean, I, I could. I Hit gotta, the button. I gotta, I'm hitting buttons. Hit the button. Dale, how are you? Give me a break. Sure. I'm hitting buttons. Hi, hey, Dale. Hey, Dale. Uh, I talked to Dale last Sunday, and uh, he was he was out on the ice on Lake Erie catching walleyes. Limits, I hear. Can you give us a little bit of a report on how you did, size, uh, tactics, anything? Well, I can tell you all of it. The size range, the big the big females weren't in yet. Okay. Uh, we did. I did catch one that was a 25-inch male. That was about five and a half pounds. So that was a good one. Uh, but most of them we caught were 16 to 20 inches. Okay. Every so- day you'd get, you know, one or two that were bigger than that, though. But what what's how, what is the limit there now for for per per person? Uh, this time of year it is six. It changes. Six. But this this time of year it is six fish per person. Yeah, it, I heard it. Then it goes up to eight later on. Yeah, and yeah. there is no possession limit. Really? Right. Yeah, you can so keep you, your limit every day. Yep. Yeah. So you guys pretty much limit out every day then. Every day. Not okay. Now let me ask you. Um, where are you going out? Is you a, a Port Clinton area? Where exactly is everybody well, going for them? Well, we were out of Sandusky, but what we did is I was already four miles out in the lake. I took a little plane 
out to put put in bay. Really? Wow. Yeah, so we went. We were already four miles out, so we would just go off the island then. Okay. You took 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 a plane? Yep, a little six seater plane. Yep, it's about an eight to ten minute flight. So huh. there's a guy there that's actually renting to fly people out. It's yeah, it's forty bucks each way. That's a deal, man. That's cool. That is <laughs> no cool. kidding. So you can get a plane, and then are you staying at like a lodge or a motel then on well, the? See, that's where I got lucky. I got a buddy that uh, rented a house there for the whole uh, walleye fishing season. Oh, that's smart. Now, were so, you using live bait or artificials, yeah. Dale? <laughs> live bait. Uh, the best bait was the uh, the glow Swedish temple. Yeah. I mean, I've caught I caught them on other stuff there. But uh, like the jigging wrap and stuff like that, right. you'll catch them on that too. But that Swedish pimple just seemed to be the ticket. Hmm. Really? The old Swedish pimple? That's been around forever, Tom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It has been. Yeah. My dad had a bunch of old ones in his tackle box years ago. Mm-hmm. But the, you said a glow? There's a glow one? Yeah, there's like it's got a little white stick on it. It was funny because my, my one buddy that uh, has been living there for now, uh, his sticker, he has caught so many fish, the sticker was gone, and he was still hammering them without the sticker. <laughs> Didn't matter. Now, are they are there different size Swedish pimples, you guys? Yep, yeah. We yeah. did. I, I could only find five around here, and it was funny because you look on the Internet, you can't find the seven. My buddies were using the seven. Hmm. And, but the island, you can't. I, I couldn't even find them online. Nobody has them. But it's funny because a little gas station on the island has a whole bunch of them. Really? So yeah. the small little overlooked place is the place that has them. The <laughs> oh, big yeah. major places are sold out. They don't. They don't even carry size seven. Now is the seven the bigger one now? Yep. Yep. Okay. How so about? I was just using the five, which is about I would say I don't know half inch, inch short or something like that. And, and what do you do? Do you just lower those to the bottom and just jig them then? Yep. You put a minnow on there, and I mean. The minnows, the minnows were tough to get out there too. We had to, yeah, you have to fly them in because normally they catch them early in the season before the ice comes in, and they'll net them. But this year the minnows didn't come in, so normally you have free minnows out of the lake. But this year everybody had to buy them. How about girls? Are they flying those in too? <laughs> no, there weren't too many of those on the island. <laughs> it gets a little lonely out there. <laughs> How long were you out there for, Dale? Uh, a week. A whole week. Wow. Wow. That's so you a... must have brought back a lot of walleye fillets, huh? Oh, we brought back uh, two coolers full of walleye. Now, wow. are you guys using electronics to? to... Yeah. Oh, definitely. You don't. And that's the funny thing, because there's current under the ice. So you put your Vexlar down there. Me and my buddy were fishing out of our sack, so we got our three-hole Vexlars in the middle. Right. A couple mornings, I'd drop mine down there. Mine would float. You could see your line was way off to the side, and mine would float off the screen. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, like, by noon, it's straight up and down. Really? So yeah. And then a couple times you go out there, and the current's the exact opposite way, and your lure's now in the hole the opposite direction. Are you using like a flasher, Vexlar type thing to spot the schools? Yeah. You just go down there about 32 feet, and that's the funny thing. You got to attract them. It's not like little jigging, move your wrist. I mean, you got a two-foot, three-foot, yank that pole. As soon as you see them on the screen, then you just start reeling. Wow. And I can't tell you how many of those fish I caught five, ten feet below the ice. Wow. You just start reeling it up, and they will chase it all the way yeah. up, and then they, all of a sudden your pole just bends over. How, how deep of water were you fishing? 32 feet. 32, 32 feet. Okay. Boy, wow. that sounds like a great time, Dale. 
Yeah, uh, it sure fun. does. I'd never done it before. How about anybody jigging cast masters for them? You know, the spoons? Yep. They, uh, my, they tried some spoons. Okay, but it sounds like that Swedish pimple was the route to go. Now, you mentioned you might go back. Are the big females going to be coming in later? Yep, they're supposed to be. Uh, the ice was getting, see, and their weather's a little warmer here. So, And that's why if, if you go off the mainland, it's a little more sketchier and you can't go nearly as much or as far because when you're out in the islands, um, that ice is kind of locked in there a little bit. So okay. when you get that southwest wind, it doesn't take off on you right away. Okay, because I know the walleyes for tomorrow, guys, the Pewaukee gang, they're shooting for the first week of March now. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if there's going to be ice. Gotcha. All, All right, right, Dale. Well, hey. I'll let you get going. Good talking and good good luck. And uh, I'll swing by uh, if, for that pack of fillets. Uh, <laughs> I, I really appreciate it, buddy. Okay. All right. Thanks, Dale. Yep. Well, I had a great time today, Danny. We covered a lot of topics, and I'm sure we're, we'll cover more next week. Yep. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening, and God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. Don't cut me off. Walleyes for tomorrow, today, Pewaukee, Waterfront. Be there. Aloha. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.